And this is As the Road Returns. This is going to be a quick disclaimer. This is going to be my opinion. The opinion of Carlos. Not the opinion of the Rescue Company One. Or any businesses of the Rescue Company One. Or anybody that employs, houses, pays us of the Rescue Company One. is not their opinion. It is uh, not Dr. Abel's opinion today. Not his opinion. Uh, not the opinion of... Uh, you know, anybody that employs him either. So don't do anything stupid and say that he told you to do it. Um, it is the opinion of anybody that's here on the show today, as, uh, whether it's Trish and Amanda or Jason. It'll be their opinion. If anything I'm going to say is going to offend you, then go fuck yourself and turn it off. Here at the Rescue Company One, we are shaping up to have a pretty busy 2023. We have a lot of stuff on the calendar already. We're going to kick off our year at Fire Rescue East in Daytona Beach, January 19th and 20th. We do have a booth. It'll be number 527. We're going to be in the arena right across from the fire sled competition. You'll find me with a giant foam finger. Yes. Right after that, we're going to be going to St. Augustine for our first air medical class of the year, January 23rd through the 28th. That class is getting decently full, but there yeah, is still absolutely. room. So you had a um, advanced airway, difficult, difficult airway, airway course, Yep. We got all of the things. It's all listed on our website, The Rescue Company One. You can find it on there. You can get links to go there on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you look, you can find us. Um, Following that, we're going to go into Community Paramedic. This is a new program. We are still, you know, working out the glitches with the schedule and things like that. Um, We're going to do week one now, March 6th through the 10th. You'll go back to your own program your hometown or wherever you're from for 30 days to do a project. And then you're going to come back to us for a second week, April 3rd through the 6th. And we will go over that project and everything that you learned in that time. Yeah, Cause every place is different. It is. Everybody, everybody's got a different need. And this gives you the chance to be different Yep. and suit your needs. So we will also bring in the ISBC and we will proctor and our host to proctor your exam on that Friday, April the 7th. And then we are going to start doing the helicopter search and rescue pipeline, which so many of you ask about. Um, we have found a way that we think it's going to work out fabulously. Finally. Yes. We're going to start <laughs> that with the ropes course in St. Augustine. It'll be March 27th through the 31st. Yep. Um, in between there, we are going to have our second air medical class, which is part of the pipeline. Yeah, got to do it. So that class will be in Orlando. We will be here April 17th through the 22nd. We're going to follow that with some water rescue back in St. Augustine. Yeah, we will. April 24th through the 29th. And that's uh, St. Augustine slash Georgia. So people do understand there is a uh, last few days we are going up to the Columbia River. Yes, for the water rescue class. So there will be some traveling in there. Absolutely. Uh, the rest of those classes for the pipeline, we are looking to do helicopter search and rescue technician the beginning of June. You can, again, watch our website, watch our Facebook page for some finalized dates and locations. Obviously, that stuff takes a little bit of time for us to lock in. Absolutely. Um, we will, however, be at the first their first care conference in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. We will be teaching. We'll be walking around. Hard Rock Casino. Advertising. Again. Yes, I enjoyed it last year. Yep. We'll be there June 12th through the 16th. 
They also have their website up for you to register for any classes or lectures or skills labs that you want to get involved in there. And then we go back to the search and rescue pipeline. We're going to do austere medical looking towards the end of August. Long week. Long week. Followed by some advanced survival and wilderness search in the middle of September. Again, both of those, watch our website. Um, We will confirm the dates and the exact locations of that. But there is information if you want to learn what you're getting yourself into. We have it all detailed out on our website, therescuecompany1.com. And all the TikToks and... Oh, all the things. Facebook, Instagram. Faces, you know. Yeah, you can find those anywhere. YouTube. We have a YouTube with our videos and we have our podcasts on there as the road returns. We will be going to San Diego. I'm a little excited. First time in California for yeah. the Echo Conference. It'll be my second time in California that this year. Yes. Yes. But not mine. I'm not going to yeah. that. Uh, that conference, which is, as most of you know, very near and dear to our hearts. We will be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. It will be August. I'm sorry, October 2nd through the 4th. And then to close out our year, we will have our last air medical class in Claremont. We had a wonderful experience there, and they have welcomed us back, so we will be going there October 23rd through the 28th. Again, all the dates are listed on our calendar. You can find the courses in the course store on our website, therescuecompany1.com. You can also go to services and look up any descriptions of all these classes. And there's more being added. Yes. And as always, you can contact us on any of those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, our website, any of that. You can contact us if you have any questions and somebody somewhere will get back to you. We are all spread out, but somebody will get back to you. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. And we're back as the rotor turns. It's a quickie. You know, I don't have quickies with Trish ever. It's always, it's, it's always uh, an hourie or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so anyways, uh, real quick lesson. So a lot of times, uh, one of the things that was interesting last couple of weeks when we were teaching at Palm Beach County was the, we were talking about malignant hyperthermia. And uh, it's one of those topics that we always got to talk about every time that uh, we talk about paralytics and what paralytics cause it. And, and like a lot of people, not just succinylcholine will give you malignant hypothermia. However, it's the most common thing in the transport environment that we're going to encounter that's going to give you malignant hypothermia. Uh, cool topic that, to bring up because we, we have the douche uh, here. So, so whoever's listening to this lesson or I missed him on the live podcast is about to happen. He's, you know, he's there, but the douche has malignant hypothermia, which he's gone into it uh, a couple times, which is how I learned that I have malignant hypothermia because it's a fun fact, you know? So um, he got succinylcholine. The worst one was he got succinylcholine. He had a head injury when he was five years old, and uh, which is, you know, why he may be a little bit slow now. Uh, but he went into it, and he got, like seven doses of dantrolene. So that's a uh, a lot of money. Those are that's like sixteen thousand dollars worth of medications, which is crazy. But uh, I wanted to put a side note on this. 
you know Braley. When we're teaching uh, how to reverse succinylcholine, right, and we talk about dantrolene, we, uh, there's yeah. another drug that we talk about about reversing the neuromuscular blocker. Um, and there was an interesting podcast I was listening to, uh, Heavy Lies the Helmet, that uh, had a pharmacist on there. Uh, so what do you think the dose of uh, somagadex, somagadex, I never pronounced that shit right. It sounds like sex, but somagadex, which is the reversal for succinylcholine. What do you think the dose costs? What do you think it is? I, me? How much? How much does one dose of that cost? The somagadex? It shouldn't be that much. It's like an acetylcholine esterase thing. Yeah. It like, no, it's Go a ahead. lot. Oh. $16,000. Oh, baby, you're so close. You're goddamn smart and beautiful. 16? I uh, know, it's like $25,000, man. It is. It's so expensive. It's so expensive when they use it. And the reason why they're using it is because uh, when people are in the operating room and a doctor has multiple surgeries and they have to turn that operating room back, they freaking reverse the paralytic to get the patient out of the, out of the operating room faster. So that just tells you that that question on the on this transport uh, boards is a is a shitty question, because it's never going to be a medication you're going to have. You're never going to be charging that to a patient and during a transport. So it's like, you know, but anyways, I digress, and let's go into malignant hypothermia. So malignant hypothermia, obviously recognizing it is the biggest thing. The the tachycardia is the most pronounced thing you're going to see. Then okay. you're, and you got to also remember is that if you give the succinylcholine and you don't suck dick at, uh, at intubating, you're going to get the tube pretty fast before you see the malignant hypothermia be induced on the patient. So it's slower with succinylcholine than it is with anesthesia gases. Now, that's patient dependent. Right. I was going to ask you, have you come across someone who was not responsive to succinylcholine? Um, yes. I've had a couple patients like that in his delayed onset. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they do respond to it eventually, but uh, but not dealing with malignant hypothermia. Just somebody yeah. getting paralyzed. Right, you're saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting is uh, 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 mastemia gravis patients. They that's the ones that I've encountered. They have a delay onset of and like it's fucking crazy because I'll give the sedative through the IV, patient sedates, then I'll push the uh, paralytic and motherfucker still biting down. Right. Shit, yeah. You know, so it ain't it ain't happening. And then you then you I go man is the IV gone bad? No fuck no. Because I just gave a sedative to that. But I'll give another route, give another dose, and then that shit does kick in. But it just takes a long time. It takes a long time for it to actually work. Uh, but Now, real quick, can I – now, does it, does it uh, react the same with a rock? They would react the same way with rock, or is it yes, different? Yes, absolutely. It's the same? Okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that, it's just delayed onset of neuromuscular blocking to okay. begin with. You know, like they have a delayed a uh, uh, electricity. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the biggest problem. Muscular junction. Yeah, they, yeah. they have just the messages, is, you know, is on pigeon, you know, or dial-up internet. <laughs> you know, that's yes. just slow. That's a great way. Or like yes. internet in Alaska, yeah. you know, yeah. like <laughs> where the douche is from right now. So, so you know. Back to the malignant hypothermia patient, you get that in there, then all of a sudden you notice the tachycardia. You notice this like seizure-like defasciculation activity. Um, the heat, the patient getting hot is, is not, is, is kind of a late thing. So you're gonna see that tachycardia for a while. Remember, the faster the heart rate is, the more heat you're producing. You're producing high heat, all that calcium is exposed, and this is a calcium problem. So malignant hypothermia is a calcium problem. So the, that thick and uh, thin, Muscle filaments that act in myosin are shortening the muscle, exposing the calcium. 
Now, we don't have Dantrolene pre-hospital. Right. So we know that we have to take the patient to a Dantrolene caring facility, right? So we get the patient ready. We take them. We start cooling them, external cooling, right? Now, here's the thing that people consider counterintuitive. It, would you, Jason, consider paralyzing that patient in malignant hypothermia? That's already in malignant hypothermia? Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, I, I wouldn't want to because I would. I feel like it would make it worse. Well, because of the you're not using succinylcholine, so could you give rock to that patient? Well, no, because it's going to do the same thing. No, it, it wouldn't. It's not going to do the same. No, nah. malignant hypothermia is going to be st strictly on the defasciculating neuromuscular blocker. Okay. So it's counterintuitive. People don't think about it, but check this out. If I give this patient external cooling, right? putting ice packs and stuff they're gonna start shivering shivering right. creates what heat heat yeah. what medication predisposes the patient to cool to hypothermia succinylcholine no any paralytic oh okay right so <laughs> yeah, check this out because they can't move so <laughs> so if i'm externally cooling them i'm actually gonna make the problem worse if i don't paralyze them so i'm gonna give them something like a dose of rock i'm gonna paralyze them up the shit out of them right i'm gonna paralyze them that way i can cool them because imagine that i got like a 40 minute our transport with this patient and you're gonna have to do something or they're gonna die on you right so so basically i'm gonna externally cool them you may consider doing other things like so you give them uh the uh the paralytic like rock or vecaronium and then giving some magnesium because remember magnesium is like diet potassium right so i have a calcium problem i'm gonna treat that with potassium right so so basically give them magnesium as a, as a treatment there okay. to help this calcium problem. Right. And then the other thing is fluids. A lot of people just forget about this, right? Poor man's dialysis, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fill the fuck out of that tank. I'm going to give him a shitload of volume. And then I can consider doing something like sodium bicarb. Not for the acidosis, but to increase the urinary output. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. That's what people always think. You know, oh, oh, yeah. you got, I get bic bicarb for this shit. Yep. No. Yep. Bicarb works after you fill the tank. Now, I'm controlling two of the biggest problems with bike when I get the bicarb. Right? I'm breathing out for that patient. So I'm increasing the respiratory rate. Right. Right? I'm increasing yes. that respiratory rate. So I'll make sure because, remember, bicarb mi mixes with the acid. It's going to create carbonic acid. That breaks down into water and CO2. So I'm going to make sure that I'm breathing the CO2 out, and then I'm going to make sure the urine is coming out on the patient. And, and in this situation, you don't want to rely on this one ml per kilo per hour of urine. Now, this is like uh, rhabdo urine, right? Like two to four mLs per kilo per hour of urine. Okay. So the biggest thing is treat the things you would treat normally if it wasn't a million hypothermia patient. Um, get that airway. You have to get it. All right? Get the airway, external cooling, uh, paralyzing them. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to give a, a non-defasciculating a non neuromuscular blocker or a non-depolarizing neuromuscular blocker, VEC or rock. And then treat the calcium problem, right? Treat the calcium problem. Give the mag. That'll, right. that'll help out. And then make sure you ensure urinary output, especially when you give magnesium, right? You want to give ensure that urinary output. You know, like, is that some people we worry about yeah, is possibly a high potassium thing. But, you know, the biggest thing, if you don't want to give the mag in this situation, at least give the, the fluid and then give the, um, give the uh, bicarb to cause of diuresis mag is actually helpful in the potassium yeah absolutely potassium. Yeah, yeah absolutely well re remember magnesium um is it is potassium in a sense it acts as potassium in your body it's like diet potassium yeah and it uh in the 
K1 in the uh, phase zero cardiac action in the phase zero cardiac action potential. It actually, as the potassium is trying to go out, so yeah, potassium is going out. It acts as a ball valve and it hits those. Um, it's going through an atmos four. I mean, six, and that's a huge, it's so, bigger, and so it sits on top of those and slows the potassium down. Yeah, uh, so, my man, so, see, so you got to go back to my chemist over there. Yeah. My chemist do. In that. So, yeah. But anyway, so that's, so it also is helpful in that. Well, the mag helps a go. lot. Learn something new every day. Absolutely. And that's all I got to say about that, Pippo. All right. Until next time. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>